Insights, solutions, and networking all come together at RSA Conference. Join a global cybersecurity community at rsaconference.com forward slash ITSP MAG24. Welcome to the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Welcome to ITSP Magazine. You're listening to a new Redefining Security podcast. Have you ever thought that we are selling cybersecurity insincerely, buying it indiscriminately, and deploying it ineffectively? Perhaps we are. So let's look at how we can organize a successful InfoSec program that integrates people, process, technology, and culture to drive growth and protect business value. Knowledge is power, now more than ever. Imperva is the cybersecurity leader whose mission is to protect data and all paths to it with a suite of integrated application and data security solutions. Learn more at imperva.com. EdgeScan offers continuous vulnerability intelligence as a service, accurately identifying vulnerabilities and exposures across the full stack. All threats are verified by cybersecurity experts, providing exploitable risk and remediation guidance, virtually false positive free. Learn more at edgescan.com. You're very welcome to a new Redefining Cybersecurity episode here on ITSP Magazine Podcast Network, and I'm thrilled to have two guests with me today. We're going to talk about what it's going to be like being a cybersecurity executive, what inspires us, what excites us, what do we need to do to be successful in that role. A very small topic indeed, right? A lot. Not much to cover there. And I'm joking, of course. Uh, Nicole Ford, Eric Permenter, thank you for joining us on the show today. It's a pleasure to be here. Indeed. Thank you for having me, Sean. This is good. This is good. And Eric, you and I were, were catching up earlier uh, before the show started. There are a lot of topics to cover in this, in this arena. Um, and I think one of the more challenging is the role of the CISO and, and, I've told many of my guests who are CISOs that have been on the show that uh, I, I'm in awe of them. And uh, I'll say that to the two of you as well for the work that you do. I don't know that I can handle the pressure of the CISO. <laughs> There's a lot going on there, not just technically, but uh, operationally, of course. And then then you have the human element uh, to throw into the mix. So let's get into what it what it means to be successful in, as a cybersecurity executive uh, before we do that, let's hear about each of you and your role in, in this uh, crazy world that we live in of cyber. So, Nicole, I'm going to start with you. All right. So it's a pleasure to be here. Um, certainly talking about something that's top of mind and uh, is definitely a passion for me. Um, I'm Nicole Darden Ford. I am the Chief Information Security Officer for uh, Rockwell Automation. We're an industrial automation company. Uh, we've been around for a very long time, and there's so many exciting things happening in our space. Uh, so just super excited to be here to talk about um, the evolving role of CISOs. Love it. And Eric? Sean, thanks again for having me. Um, it's an honor to be here with you and Nicole. Um, 
Uh, I am uh, Eric Permenter. I'm the founder and chairman with uh, Lynx Technology Partners. Uh, we're an information security and risk management consulting firm. Um, really excited to talk about what it takes to be a cybersecurity executive uh, today. And I'm, I'm sure we're going to uh, get into some pretty uh, hot topics. Yes, we are. Let, let's start. And I don't want to ask either of you to share anything that... Uh that uh, makes you uncomfortable or puts your, your firms at risk. But I, I do, Nicole, have to maybe ask you, I mean, we often, certainly in the business world, um, banks, healthcare, retail, when you talk to, to security leaders, we, we often look at the spaces or the role is how do we enable those businesses to succeed securely? And retail, there's... Obviously, there's finances involved, uh, banking, there's finances involved. You're moving into healthcare, healthcare, we start to talk about human life and connecting cybersecurity to healthcare operations and protecting life. Uh, making that connection can sometimes be hard. But when we talk about defense and national security and international security, um, what what's it take to kind of map those two worlds or merge those two worlds together where we're heavy, heavy into ransomware and, and other threats that, that face our business. But on the other hand, we have also other th physical threats that uh, we're trying to help others deal with. So maybe it's a big, big ask, but uh, share, share what you can. Nicole. Yeah, I, I think, um, it's it's a very interesting space because you know I've I've been in part of different organizations right in different industries so you know life life health safety right and we think about just revenue impact and then we we think about you know the societal impact of of a cyber disruption specifically ransomware and what it can do and I think. Um, it really takes understanding uh, what you're protecting and why. I think that that's important. Um, whether you're protecting uh, a business or organization or you're protecting critical infrastructure or you're protecting you know, national security, all of those things, I think um, there's a critical component and that is the human ele element is always involved. Uh, so it's, it's really understanding that and, and then really taking a look at uh, how your security program to support those efforts, right? Um, and it's, 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 it's vastly different, but I think in the, overall, we should be thinking about cybersecurity professionals being really first responders. We're here to defend and protect our organizations, which ultimately uh, many of our organizations support our society um, and overall support our, our, our nation. Um, we're global, national organizations, many of us. And so it's all of those things to me are uh, part and parcel of, of what we think about every day. And what's so important today is that when you look at like the nat what the Biden administration has come out with regarding how do we uh, protect our organizations, or you think about the uh, now we're talking about the 20 the 2023 strategy um, document that just came out by the administration and what they're asking um, us as private organizations as well as the public to do to protect um, 
our society and, and, the, and the ideals that uh, we hold dear to us. So I think really looking at cyber as being front and center in so many areas, right? And the visibility that we're getting, I think is unprecedented. And just, it's an important time in history for us to really understand that the daily steps that we take um, in protecting our organizations really extend to how we protect the world and just the global impact that we have. And I think that if we, if we think about it in that respect, it's really every day being on the front lines, making sure that we have the right programs, we're making the right investments, we're communicating what risk looks like holistically to all organizations, and we're sounding the alarm when things aren't right, right? I, I think that it takes, it takes a lot to be successful to me um, as a CISO, and one of the key um, elements is having courage, having courage to, to do the right thing even when it's not popular. It's, it's sounding the alarm and speaking, you know, business language to tell people when things aren't right. It's, it's sticking up for and standing up for doing the right things, um, even when the impact means that we're not going to make as much revenue or, you know, it means that uh, we've, we've got to take investments from other areas to, to get it done. Um, and, and it's grace in how we do that, right? It's making sure that we do it in a way uh, that is is respectful of of other parts of the organization that we got to take from to get right and and making that case appropriately uh, and and really taking the responsibility of having that seat at the table and what it means to make the right choices and decisions and enabling our our executive leadership teams to make the right choices and decisions when things are on the line. Yeah, and courage, courage and grace, two two words that I love that, that you said there. And and Eric, I, I want to get your thoughts on those two words um, from your, your perspective uh, in this space. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. In, in fact, um, I envy uh, CISOs like Nicole um, and the courage that they have to just get up every day and, and fight this fight. Um, oftentimes, um, uh, a lot of the programs are underfunded uh, when you look at uh, what they're actually uh, up against, right? Some some really large uh, uh, nation state actors uh, that are you know trying to go after the the goods, and and oftentimes in addition to just protecting the day to day, they have to worry about two or three of those uh, coming after them a day. So. I, uh, I commend the CISOs and the courage that they, they bring with them uh, every single uh, day. Um, when I think about grace, uh, and I love you using that, that term, Nicole, because um, I put grace right next to the uh, word of, of, of governance, because you know, organizations are going to have, have to gracefully mature their governance, risk, and compliance programs to be in a position to effectively uh, manage the risk that their organization is um, uh, you know, managing on their behalf. Uh, Nicole hit the nail on the head, right? Having this front and center um, across all ecosystems um, is, is certainly key. And then being able to ensure that uh, key stakeholders and the proper organizations um, are, are prepared for the risk that's coming their way is um, is is probably where uh, 
where I place grace um, uh, as it relates to governance. Yeah, go ahead, Nicole. I was going to say that we're all risk managers. I think it's important to state that, right? When we're talking about, um, you know, our mandate is to is to enable resilience across the the ecosystem, and we do that by um, being effective risk managers, um, communicating risk to the organization in, in the most effective way, and, and using a you know a common lexicon that I think is important uh, so that everybody understands you know, what is the impact of making a specific decision, right? And what happens, how do we drive risk down, right? Um, Which I think is really a a financial discussion, right? Many organizations can speak, um, they they understand finance, they understand risk relative to finance. So when CISOs are able to communicate and articulate risk in that lens, I I think we're we're able to really help the, the, organization understand what it really means. So I want, uh, we could easily spend the entire time talking about the, the pressures and the hardships and, <laughs> and all the, the, the pain that comes with the role. But I, I want to get into how, how does a CISO feel good about what they're doing? What, what actions can one take to say, I've made a difference the work that I just did, whether it's a project that took me two hours or a, a program that took two years, uh, how, how do you feel good about what you're doing? So you do wake up in the morning and say, I'm excited to go to work. I'm excited to tackle that next problem. Two or three things may come up that I don't even know are going to come my way today, but I'm ready for it. I don't know who wants to tackle that first. I'll go ahead and start on that one, Nicole, if you don't mind. When when I talk to a bunch of CISOs, and I I, I often ask that question as well, uh, Sean. It's like, how do you do it, and how do you know you're you're having a good day? A lot of times, um, they say it, it's it's starting the day with a, a caring heart, right? Because you you have to you have to care about your team, you have to care about the the mission uh, and and protecting the organization. And if you can wake up every day knowing that you're caring, you're already you're already winning. Um, the other part is, um, uh, and I, I heard this uh, again just last week when I was talking with the CISO. You know, don't ask your team to do something that you wouldn't do yourself or you haven't haven't done yourself. Right? Uh, oftentimes, um, your your team is looking for leaders, and if you're able to say, "I've been there and I I've done it." Um, no better leader, no better leader than that. And then lastly, and, and this is circled in everything, just being personable. I cannot tell you how many times that the final decision for someone to join a, a CISO's team was just them being personable. Um, so I'd love to hear your, your thoughts as well, Nicole. Listen, I think uh, every day you have to, you have to invoke your superpower, right? Like we are, you know, when we think, again, the the work that we do is like frontline work. And so I I oftentimes say I have to bring my cape in the room every day, right? Because it's a part of who I am. Um, The passion, you have to have the passion for the work. um, And you have to love helping people, right? It's a thankless job at times. People aren't always going to come back and say, Nicole, Look at the difference that you've made, um, but you got to know deep down um, that the work that you do is, is felt by all. 
and and that we're you know we're serving in a different capacity. I served in the military, so you know defending the homeland is just a part of who I am. Um, and I feel like I do the same thing being a CISO, that it, it's that important um, and that if not me, who? So when I think about like my ability to make a difference, it's in you know having a really good optimistic attitude every day about the work that I'm doing. It's bringing the right passion and energy to the job. It's helping people. It's using the leadership skills that I've learned uh, throughout my career and bringing that to bear to help drive change when change is necessary in the role. And it's really um, embracing change because every day is different. And um, I expect that there's always going to be something that's going to shift my focus every day and, and look forward to bringing the right amount of energy and experience and leadership to the table to make sure that I'm showing up every day as my best self. So Eric, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to you. I'm gonna take the word passion that Nicole used um, to get your thoughts on this, because and maybe maybe now's a good time to maybe get some examples. Um, they can be anonymous, of course, but examples of where success has been seen. And I'm gonna pull on the word passion for either one directly as a CISO, and and Eric, this is why I'm going back to you, or kind of you said don't ask your team to do something you haven't done or wouldn't do. Right. So that in a sense, you have to drive passion into them as a leader as well. So uh, I don't know any examples you can share where CISOs you've worked with or spoken with uh, said, you know, I've been able to do X, Y, and Z because of one, two, and three. Yeah. Yeah. I have a great example. Um, I, I worked with a, a CISO uh, or not I, our team had worked with the CISO um, at a major financial services uh, company. And uh, they were very passionate about updating uh, the competency and uh, uh, training program for their cybersecurity team. And so we worked with them to align their job categories with a nice uh, framework. And, and when I tell you, the CISO was passionate about it. They're in the room with us, reading through the different job categories, making sure, right, that nope, that doesn't work right. That needs to match up. And had their HR partner in the room with us and everything. We went through and uh, did the assessments that would be rolling out to his team members and the like. Long story short, rolled out a program um, with uh, with that financial services organization in order to uplift the compensation and create career paths for his entire security, uh, his, his, his entire security team. That to me is where you have passion um, aligned to team commitment and someone who's really had their head, heart and mind into doing whatever he, they possibly could to make the, create the best environment for their team. I love hearing, and I got a number of those stories. It's, it's, it's stories like that that really make my day and and quite frankly makes it a joy to, to to work with some of these courageous CISOs for sure. Nicole, what about you? And any any direct experience or examples you can share, maybe as a leader, or I don't know if you worked with the CISO prior to your current role as a CISO. 
Any, anything to share? No, um, I think <laughs> I see passion every day. I, I can tell you, and a story that kind of comes to mind is one where um, we were, I was getting off of a plane and I tell this story, I love it. Um, I was getting off of a plane um, and I heard about this thing called COVID. Hadn't, hadn't heard anything because I was overseas. Um, and I was told, hey, we've got to help people uh, work from home because we're going to send people home. Um, and so you can imagine how many things are going through my mind, right? And like, what is this COVID? You know, why are we sending people home? Um, what is that going to mean, right? And we were, I was, it was at another organization and we were getting ready to um, spin, meaning we were going to divest and go public. All this is happening like right before, right? And I, I just, you can kind of imagine what was going through my head and how I was feeling. And I just remember saying, okay, we've got to help these people um, go home and work from home. How are we going to do that? And, and so all of the leadership skills, all of the things that I've learned along the way really kind of came together. And like in nine days, we basically shut down our operations, right? And, you know, when I mean shut down, we, we sent people home and we enabled them to work from home uh, right before the shutdown. And that was huge. So it, when I, when I think about, and that's why I use the word courage, right? Because it takes courage to not understand how that's going to personally impact me, right? But go to work to make sure that other people are taken care of and are, and we've enabled an organization to continue to uh, move forward in their operations, right? And so I, I remember all of the people that came together to make that happen. You can imagine how many people had to come together, think through the, the problem statement and solve for that. And they were selfless. And I think about the, the IT teams and the, and the HR teams and all the people that came together to do that. And I was so um, appreciative of being a part of such an amazing team that could actually get that done and, and work together in, in a time of, of just challenge and unknown understanding of what was going to occur. Yeah, see, it's the ambiguity and, and the unknown that often fills the mind with the, the negative thoughts of, I don't know how this is going to happen, or <laughs> or worse, there's no way this is going to happen. And I don't, I don't know, do either of you have examples of where the low, a low point like that comes along and, and you have to find that courage and the strength to work through that ambiguity, right, and, and say... Here, here's how maybe I can't do it myself. I'm going to look to my peers. I'm going to look to my team. How, how, how do you, how do you overcome some of those lows? Maybe t we'll stick with you, Nicole, and then Eric, you can, you can jump in. Well, I think that that's just the role of a CISO. When we talk about a, a CISO's role, right? We operate daily in ambiguity, right? We're these change agents that are constantly shifting and redirecting. And I think, what it takes is it takes that courage. It takes leadership. It takes, um, you know, this, this, for this, this optimism that, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to jump into this and I don't know how it's going to turn out, but I'm going to lead my team through this time of change. Um, and however it comes out, I'll know that I did everything that I could and I did my best. 
And at the end of the day, being able to say that, um, knowing that what you're contributing will continue to keep your org, other orgs, right? Um, a country, uh, a nation um, to, to keep going is like, it's, it's phenomenal. So, you know, I, I often think about the CISO role and how it's evolving and how we're getting that seat at the table and how we're actually, think about this, we're the first, really, we're the first set of CISOs that are setting the groundwork for what it will mean to be a CISO 30, 40, 50 years from now. Um, and that is, it's a special time. And it's for me, I often reflect on that and, and say, you know, wow, this is what it means to be the first and to kind of be groundbreaking because what we do will set the path for generations to come. And that to me is, is, is pretty special. Um, so when I think about um, resilience and, and, and what it takes to really do the, you know, perform in this role and, and to really be selfless, right? These are the things that I think really embody some of the best people that I know who are CISOs today. Well said, Nicole. I, I want to borrow every word <laughs> that you just said. Um, and um, I'll piggyback off of it just a little by, by, by adding that, you know, I think, I think me serving in the military or being a servient, servient leader um, helps me realize that I'm not expected to win every single day, right? And, and as long as I keep that in mind and I stay focused on the small wins, I, I know that I can share those, win, those wins with some members of my, my, my team. And I think that's what drives me. Winning together as a team uh, enables uh, me to just stay hungry and, and, and drive through those low, those, those, low, those low times. And then if I also, I think also at the end of the day, you learn through every last one of those experiences, every last one of them. So I look forward to the learning versus the crashing and burning, if you will. <laughs> Hopefully less crashing and burning, more learning. Yeah. But I, I, I want to um, kind of to this point, you, you can't, and, and I don't know that we'd survive <laughs> if we had to experience every learning directly, right? Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully we can learn from others' experiences as well. It's part of part of why I do this show, to uh, help tell stories that uh, inspire and, and excite. Um, how, and Eric, uh, we've uh, connected previously through ICMCP, which is now Cyversity, and, and Nicole, I'm sure you're part of a number of groups. How, how does... How does the community work in support of being a successful security leader? Um, just if you have to inspire a team, how do, how do you come together and help with learnings and, and to help drive drive the team and the programs? I'm Eric, maybe you start with that. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. Right. That that really is the the heart of it for me. If if I can um, enable my ecosystem uh, for the folks that are within my circle of influence, then um, uh, it, the ecosystem has served the right purpose, 
right? For me, it has served the, the, the right purpose. Um, I think that's where I'll stop, Nicole. I'll, I'll, I'll let you chime in on that one at the end of the day, because that one's short and simple for me. It's, it's really about disconnecting everyone to the ecosystem, but please, Nicole. I will tell you that this is one of the best communities ever, right? I have reached out to um, CISOs to learn what it meant to be a CISO, how to be a CISO, what to do, like what's that first 90 days look like? And some of the best CISOs have weighed in and really supported me through that effort. Um, remember, this is like uncharted territory. So you have to think about there is not a, there weren't classes to say, hey, here's how you do your job. There wasn't even a degree um, back when I first started. Cyber was like IT. And that's what we knew to do, right? So remember, I said, we're writing the story. We're writing the story today. The things that we're doing today will, will really impact that next generation. So it's making sure that forums like Cybersity are available, right? And that people are constantly sharing information. It's CISOs sharing with other CISOs or helping to cross-train teams, right? It's now encouraging people to get degrees in cybersecurity because now they exist um, and making these ecosystems available for everyone, right? It's, it's embracing diversity. And that's just, I mean, when you think about it, how do you do that? Like I have a neurodiverse team. We have one within Rockville, Rockwell. And that is super cool. Think about it because we're thinking about how do we solve the talent problem differently? Um, so it's, recognizing that as a CISO, we have to give back to the community in different ways, whether it's through webinars, whether it's teaching, it's reaching out and mentoring others. It, those are the things that are gonna make the community better. And so I have a passion for making sure that I see more um, underrepresented uh, people in the community and making that happen. And in so many different ways. And it's really using my platform to kind of amplify and, and support the messaging around how to give back and, and really help people by giving them a, um, a hand up. I love yeah, it. I would, I would say, and Sean, I would only add that yeah. to Nicole, you, you, you hit upon one of the main uh, points in what I think is one of the most valuable aspects of the, the ecosystem. And that is CISOs allocating their time to mentor and coach others. It is, it is the amount of time that they spend doing that is, is so understated, especially with their schedules being what it is. You, you almost wanna just give a daily hand clap for every one of them and just say, thank them for spending the minute, the, the minutes that you do to be able to educate and mentor the others who are trying to get in, in the field and or mature their career. So I'll thank you on behalf of all of the CISOs, uh, Nicole, for, for spending time mentoring others. And you know what? And I'll thank the community because they mentored me and they helped me grow in my career so that I could help others. Well said. Well, I, I, I might, uh, I, I have a thousand questions still in my head, but uh, we're running out of time here. so. Rather than head down a, a path that uh, I won't recover from in time to, to wrap this up on time, I'll just leave, leave you both with a final question. You may have already started to go that direction in your previous response, but what, what inspires you or excites you 
to keep going. Eric, I'll start with you. The constant um, uh, opportunity to solve uh, problems that uh, will ultimately improve uh, the life of others by uh, making the world more secure. Well said. Nicole, final word to you. Oh gosh, this is so hard, right? There's so many things that excite me about the industry. I would certainly say I, I love seeing the visibility of cyber and the intersection of business and cyber over time, right? I've seen uh, where cyber is now truly enabling the business um, and we're innovating in so many ways. I've seen so I've seen so many um, advancements, right? We're solving problems, real problems um, that are impacting organizations and, you know, really this public private um, intersection has been super exciting to see and has really amplified the cyber message, right? And amplified the role of the CISO who now has at least a seat at the table. Now, I think that there's, we need to, still continue to see that um, evolve over time. Um, but we're really being seen as a strategic asset and a strategic leader. And those are the things that excite me as I continue to see the role evolve um, and we continue to really train that next generation of leaders. I'm just super excited about the future. Of course, you know, we still see that there are nation states and threat actors that are impacting um, organizations and causing disruption. But I'm really optimistic about the future of the cybersecurity community and what we can do collectively. Fantastic. And I, I'll, I'll put myself on the spot as well. Uh, I, I, won't, I won't let the two of you take the heat and not, and not to answer the question too. Because I, I have to say that what inspires me and, and excites me is meeting amazing people like the two of you. And sometimes it happens through uh, PR firms and uh, sometimes it happens through friends. This time it's a combination of the two. Um, sometimes it takes a long time to pull these conversations together, but eventually we do meet and, and that excites me having the option or op option, the opportunity <laughs> to meet people like you and to have these conversations to, to help others, uh, learn and grow in their role as a cybersecurity professional at whatever level. So thank you both for, for joining me for this conversation. Thank you, Sean. And thank you, Nicole. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And for those listening, uh, profiles for Nicole and Eric will be in the show notes, of course, and uh, you can connect with them there. And any links that they want to share, I'm gonna, I'll take the liberty of putting in a link to the, the, the folks at Cybersity. Give them a little plug. Uh, definitely join that group and participate in that group if you can. And uh, anything else that Eric and Nicole want to share uh, to help you succeed as a cybersecurity leader. So, Nicole, Eric, thank you so much. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you. Take care, everyone. EdgeScan offers continuous vulnerability intelligence as a service, accurately identifying vulnerabilities and exposures across the full stack. All threats are verified by cybersecurity experts, providing exploitable risk and remediation guidance.
virtually false positive free. Learn more at edgescan.com. Imperva is the cybersecurity leader whose mission is to protect data and all paths to it with a suite of integrated application and data security solutions. Learn more at imperva.com. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Redefining Security Podcast. If you learned something new and this podcast made you think, then share itspmagazine.com with your friends, family, and colleagues. If you represent a company and wish to associate your brand with our conversations, sponsor one or more of our podcast channels. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey. You can always find us at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Insights, solutions, and networking all come together at RSA Conference. Join a global cybersecurity community at rsaconference.com forward slash ITSP MAG24.